back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Adam. I'm here with Yuse. What's up, guys? Smash that subscribe button because we just had the first game of the season against Rio Vallecano, the team that beat us twice last season for the, the first the time. The team that got Komen fired <laughs> yeah. and then beat us, uh -huh. I think, for the, the third time in a row at Camp Nou last season. So going into this game, we should have been a little bit more uh, tempered in our expectations. I feel like that's going to be the whole issue this whole season. But 0-0 zero, zero draw, first game for Javi's new team with new players. At and I think new. I, at the Camp New, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, the, the Camp New was bussing, which is really <laughs> good, right? Bustling because, you know, everyone has so much excitement for what this team could be. And that, that Dembele, Lewandowski, Rafinha front three, we expect so much from this season. But I think this game as a whole has really carried on some of the main trends we've been talking about for the last, you know, two to four weeks here in the preseason. And we kind of saw where you know, things are falling, right? Whether it's the idea that Pedri and Gavi should be in midfield or if we still need Frankie de Jong, I think this game clearly showed Frankie de Jong should be a starter. Whether it's can we play Dest at right back or should we have Araujo or Koundé there? We saw in this game Araujo is right back and it didn't work out as well as uh, it, it could have. And I think Sergio Dest would have had a good game there. And so I think to just break it down, Yus, let's go into that starting lineup and let's talk about how Javi had us line up for this first game against Rio Vallecano. Sure, of course, Stegen, Alba, Christensen, Garcia, and Araujo, as you just said, on the right back. Midfield, we had Busquets, Pedri, Gavi, and in the front, as you said again, Dembele, Rafinha, and Lewandowski. Um, so the big, right? I want to ask yeah. you about the big go thing, ahead. right? Which yeah. is that we just had this video with the purists. We'll link it here, talking about who is our you know best back for and... In this game, we didn't even call up Serginho Dest on the bench. He wasn't sure. even available, right? And we went with Araujo as that right back, especially because Kunde, the levers weren't enough for us to sign him yet, and he also didn't have any preseason games, so it looks like it's going to be a few weeks until Kunde is officially on the team and playing games. And so we went with Araujo at right back instead of Sergio Roberto, of course, instead of Dest, who's not here, and then we started Garcia and Christensen. So I want you to talk a little bit, Yus, because you had talked about in the preseason that you thought this would be Javi's lineup. How did Araujo and the back line in general perform compared to how you were expecting? So let's start off with Christensen, just because I in that video that you're referring to, I talked about uh, the exciting preseason. He was good at passing. He was able to find the open man, push the ball forward. And in this game, I think he lacked that ability. Now, is that due to the fact that he was just off point and just not connecting with those passes? Possibly, but I also think there was some disconnect in the midfield. I think it was a hard time moving that ball forward because of the midfield didn't seem to be um, able to pull back, receive the ball, and push forward. A lot of times we went to the wings there. And then on the Garcia side, I mean, I only said Garcia because I had thought that that was Javi's choice, and he so chose that. I don't think he did particularly Why do you think that's Javi's choice? He's just shown to prefer him overall. I think he's one of the players that is able to uh, make good passes and run with the ball forward to progress the team, which he did some of that in this game. But again, with the midfield not having a full connection, uh, I think that was a hard thing for both center backs. And then in the right side, Araujo, uh, I don't know. I wasn't too confident with that just because he just didn't seem to... Well, I don't remember what game he started right back in the preseason, but it seemed to be kind of a duplicate of that. But this time he Classico, I believe, okay, is the where Classico. he started. And I think overall, 
what I've kind of seen from Araujo, and right, it's not a criticism of him because it's not his his natural position. Mm-hmm. It's more of a criticism, I guess, of Xavi choosing to play him there. I think Araujo makes sense in games like if we're playing PSG or Real Madrid, where they have a really pacey winger and they're going to sure. try and take the ball against us. Because Araujo yeah. certainly defensively he can do well. What I think happens is is, is if we're, we're going to try and play Araujo at right back every game, we're going to run into huge issues like we did against Rayo. Right, Rayo last season as well are very well disciplined in defense. They are able to hit on the counter sometimes against us. They they seem sure. to have our number, right? They've gone two wins and one draw in the last three games against us. And a lot of teams, especially in the, you know, eighth and below in the La Liga table, are going to play with like 10 men behind the ball. Sure. And I think having Araujo as a right back in those situations just doesn't make sense because there's no connection between Araujo and Dembele or Araujo and Rafinha at times mm-hmm. when they switch sides up front on that right wing. And so, yeah, I just I, d- I don't think Araujo makes sense against this type of team. Um, there were even some positions defensively where we saw him out of uh, position and, and, you know, could have let up a goal. And so th- I think that's my impression. I think we really need to give Sergino Dest a chance. Or if we don't trust Dest at all, and that's what Javi's saying, we need to get rid of our fantasy of Bernardo Silva and instead si- sign a right back or, you know, give Sergio Roberto and Dest the, the chance to prove themselves there uh, or Kunde himself. Yeah, b- Roberto only has one season as of now, though. So we got to be wary on who we're putting our time and effort in to these you know this big season because there are high expectations and well but i kind of disagree with that because and you know i i th- i was commenting a little bit on social media but the the thought needs to be this season right this is kind of the the big issue i see with our team is that i want javi to be a five to ten year manager at barca i want him to be here for a long time uh, and that means we need to give him patience we need to allow him build the team build a winning mindset and still his tactics but i feel like the levers we have pulled economically necessitate us winning now Right. Because we have basically sold some of our profits in the hopes that our victories will allow us to make up that revenue we've sold off. Right. And so I don't think we have the time to be patient. And so I I understand what you're saying. Sergio Roberto is not a long term solution, but we just need a solution who's going to win us games. Right. And and so I just don't think Araujo at right back against teams playing like a low block is going to do well. If there's a team with a fast winger and someone we need to counter, Araujo makes sense. This game, I don't think he did. Um, and then I kind of wanted to shift to something you said earlier, which which ties into the midfield here, right? Which is that in general, I thought the players who were most disappointing in this game were by far Pedri and Gavi. Uh, and I think it's... Uh, Busquets is high on that list. Sure, but I don't <laughs> think he was high as Pedri and Gavi, okay. to be honest with you. I just felt like our midfield really was not able to create anything. It seemed like our whole... Uh, offensive structure in that first and second half was really to try and get the ball out wide to Rafinha mm-hmm. and Dembele and then have them create some magic. And and through that process, the midfield was really absent, right? That whole first half, I was thinking to myself, where is Pedri? Why have I not seen Pedri mm-hmm. on the ball making any incisive passes? Um, he had one good shot opportunity that he got from a nice Dembele cross. And so overall, uh, you know, you see what was the big sub that kind of turned the game for us in a lot of ways, and it was the sub on a Frankie de Jong sure. in that second half. And so I just, I feel like you leave this game, I leave this game, and I hope all of you do too, and you use, but like, I leave this game just thinking, Pedri and Frankie de Jong have to be the starting midfielders, mm-hmm. right? There's just no other way around it. Gavi continues, even though he's he just turned 18, he needs to continue to improve. And I just don't think he's there yet to be a, a week-in, week-out starter and create offense. He was doing some runs in the box, but overall, like, right, Frankie de Jong came on, and I felt like it was night and day seeing the ball being driven forward from our midfield. Well, yeah, and I, I want to comment on that. I think 
with that midfield that we started with, Gavi was playing um, very offensively in the first 20 minutes with uh, Rafinha, Dembele, and Lewandowski running into the box, trying to make plays, which was good to see. But I think, one, Frankie does a better job with that. And two, the, I, a big problem was the midfield wasn't transitioning forward farther back on the pitch. And I think Frankie, when he came in, was able to facilitate that and make those runs down the middle and create some... Well, dribble uh, with it, right? Yeah, yeah I exactly. think your point is that he was receiving the ball farther back sure. and then driving it yeah. forward, which is definitely a huge miss from mm-hmm. that first half. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's talk about the front three, too, right? Sure. Because that is the, the, the shiny, golden <laughs> front three of Rafinha, mm-hmm. Dembele, and Lewandowski. And I think there's, you know, some criticisms, right? The unfortunate news is that Dembele seemed a little bit to be pulling his, uh, touching his hamstring at the end of the game, which is really scary. We also saw Kessie in that second half come up on his ankle, although he seemed to be okay. But that front three, I was fairly happy with Dembele. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of people upset at, he had one really egregious touch in like the 85th minute and (coughs) he wasn't able to put the ball in the back of the net. But I thought overall he created a clear-cut opportunity for Lewandowski, Mm -hmm. Pedri, and Rafinha, right, mm-hmm. going down the wing, cutting it inside and giving them a shot to make a, you know, a, a fairly decent shot on goal from the middle of the box. And no one put it away. Um, sure. So, yeah, what did you think about the front threes? Dembele did, like you said, he did a great job in those aspects. I also liked he took some good opportunity shots. Uh, he wasn't skying the ball, but he was kind of a uh, opposite situation where he wasn't putting enough on the ball, making it easy for the goalie to save. So that was he. I think he needs to find that sweet spot there. And then the other thing was, I think a lot of times when Dembele was on the ball and passed, made some good passes to, let's say, Rafinha when he was open at the front of the box, I think Lewandowski should have been in that position a little bit and maybe finding Lewandowski in those positions. But, you know, let's also consider Lewandowski has been dropping back a little bit to receive the ball, make it come forward. But he's still finding those good opportunities in the middle with some cool headers um, and some possible shots. I think he had one good shot that went wide on the left side. Um, but overall, I really like the dynamics of that th- front three. We can get Dembele and Rafinha constantly switching sides. If one is getting pressured, maybe he can switch over and uh, force some defensive. Um, you know, they, the defense has to adjust to those things, right? And we don't want to be uh, predictable. So mm-hmm. with that front three, I really enjoy that dynamic. Um, Lewandowski always seems very energetic and able to find good opportunities. He just has that knack for it. I do want him to find a little bit more open space like Rafinha was doing. Um, but that may just be due to the defense lineup of Rio Vallecano. So we, you know, other games we might see a different dynamic. But overall, I was very pleased with it. I think we had like 20 shots on goal, um, a few of those on target. Six, um, I believe. 20 okay. shots, six yeah. on goal. That's, I think, the, the story of the game that makes it a little bit confusing. There's a lot of reactionary takes people are going to have about Dembele, about Sergio Roberto, Gavi. Um, Araujo in his position, and it's a little bit hard, right? Because at the same time that we're cr- we've criticized some of these players so far in this video, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the game overall wasn't bad. I mean, we had a lot of shots on goal, and we just couldn't put them away. It's that classic issue Barca have where, like, the opposing goalkeeper plays out of their mind and has some good saves. And Rayo gave us a lot of troubles last season. We lost twice last season. We drew today. I mean, mm-hmm. that is overall an improvement. Just not the <laughs> one we all wanted to see. Uh, um, give a little credit <coughs> to Arayo, right? They sure. did a good defensive game, although I did think they wasted way too much time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they that is La Liga to Barca sometimes where they set up a block and we have to adjust and figure out how to get through that. I think we did have a difficulty doing that. Um, I think, you know, one thing. W- so in terms of takeaways from this mm-hmm. game, 
Ter Stegen looked really good, right? Yeah. I felt like this was a return to old <coughs> Ter Stegen. He had a few shot stops that were big, pretty big. Yeah. I mean, that game could have easily – they had two good breakaways, Ryo, that could have scored and taken this game, and we would have lost – well, we would have gained no points. But at least we got one here. We know at the be yesterday uh, Sevilla had lost to Osasuna, so they didn't get any points, and that is going to be a competitor down the road. Uh, we but do uh -huh. yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> tough, man. I feel yeah. like <coughs> we just – we can't afford to lose points, right? And like, especially in the first game of the season, it's it's it feels so disappointing. But at least we know that at least at least we lost with the team playing pretty well, right? Especially with so many new players in the mix. Um, you have Christensen with his first game. You mm -hmm. have Rafinha with his first game. Lewandowski with his first game. Those are major positions for us to have players with our first ever La Liga game. Sure. And so. You know, as much as we can be disappointed, I think we have to take away that, okay, we learned some things here, right? Araujo against a low-block team, probably not the best idea. Sure. Frankie de Jong should start ahead of Gavi. <coughs> we probably need to buy another right back if, if Xavi indeed does not trust Serginho Dest. Um, you know, Busquets probably needs to get the plug pulled on him earlier, <laughs> right, in these games. Like, uh, I uh, hate that we keep him in every game for the full 90 yeah, minutes. In this game, he got a red card, right, in like mm -hmm. the 86th minute, uh, elbowing Falcao in the face, and... He really could have been taken out, or what, mm. 65th minute or so? I also thought, you know, we had some calls that did not go in our favor, just as the last kind of um, insight on how the situation kind of doesn't go in our favor. But, you know, we probably should have had a penalty on uh, Lewandowski there earlier in the game. Um, but it didn't go our way. But we can't just rely on those kinds of situations to make things happen. Um, we do have to adjust. Javi needs to adjust his strategy. Um, I think... You know, this it, there is a lot to learn from this game. It's the first game of the season against really La Liga, not counting yeah. Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. What <laughs> I just don't know. You know, that's what's going to be hard for uh -huh. me to do. Is like, uh, I I hate when everyone gets so negative and like critical, sure. and I'm trying to avoid doing that. But last season on the first game day of the year, we beat we beat Real La Real Real Sociedad four two mm. with a team that, that Messi had just left that was much worse. Like, sure. is it really acceptable for us to be drawing zero zero? against Rio Vallecano at home when we just spent, like, almost $200 million <laughs> in transfers? Like, I don't know, right? That's and then that's a question we a have for you guys, like, in the yeah. comments. Like, how do you leave this game feeling? Do you think <coughs> it's absolutely not excusable? Xavi messed up tactically, not playing Frankie de Jong and playing Araujo at right back and not even calling up Sergio Dest? Or are we happy that there is some good signs from this game and that the first few games of the season are going to be rough when you add so many key players to the team? Sure. Let us know. Curious to hear what you guys think. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. First game of the season's back. Please hit that sub button. Yes, like. If you're on Apple Podcasts, review us. Spotify, <laughs> give us that follow. Thank you all so much. Thanks, guys.